We are Chris and Beth Bruno, and this is the Walking With Podcast. We lead a team of brave and brilliant story work counselors and coaches around the country, all committed to helping you come alive. Join us as we explore the sacred landscape of the human heart at the intersection of theology, psychology, and ministry. been in a season of Q&A with pastors and ministry leaders, and we are wrapping that up with Season 3, Episode 50. This is our 50th episode on the Walking With Podcast. We've been doing this for just over a year, and it has been so fun, and we have had so many rich conversations. So celebrate with us 50 episodes. If you have not yet left a review or a rating on Apple Podcasts, we would so appreciate if you just took a second to go and do that. That just helps grow the podcast and increase the audience. We are going to take a short break and come back with another season of talking with our team members, our brilliant staff who have all these different specialties and curiosities and skill sets. And so we can't wait to bring their voices to you one more time. But today I am joined by one of those team members, Sandia Oaks, to talk about a question that she has been faced with numerous times as a ministry leader with the Ministry of Crew. And I think you're going to be really curious about this one. So here we go. All right. Sandia, welcome back to the Walking With Podcast. You've been here before. It's always good to talk with you. And this time we are face to face, which is super fun. And you are in full-time ministry, mm-hmm. and you do things with restoration counseling, so the overlap is sweet. But tell us from your ministry world, kind of the question that has been thrown at you frequently over the last few weeks. Yeah, thanks, Beth. Uh, over the last few weeks, I've had multiple people, friends, uh, friends of the ministry, uh, students that I'm serving with, staff that I'm serving with, ask about how do I feel and how am I holding uh, the the Ravi Zacharias case that came out and yeah how am I holding that yeah. um, okay let's pause and just give a real quick synopsis of what you're referencing just in case anybody is not aware of what happened Ravi Zacharias is a South Asian Christian ministry leader he has a huge Ministry and actually, it just recently passed away in the last year. But the uh, there was a misconduct that was reported, sexual misconduct by women that was reported, and there was an investigation that took place in September, and there was a denial of that it took that it actually happened. And then recently, in the last couple months here, February or so, the report came back that it it was conclusive that this actually did happen. And so people have been asking, what do I do with this news of the reality of what is what is true? And this great Christian man that I have followed, that I've I've been mentored by, and a lot of people are asking me, like, what do I do with this? Mm-hmm. Right. So here you have a an internationally known Bible teacher, evangelist. I mean, when we were on staff and lived in Turkey, we brought him in and there was a huge event in Istanbul, right? He traveled the world and and taught the Bible and did so apolog- like with apologetics in ways like 
Muslim communities and other religions could could really connect with. I mean, he had a huge impact, we might say. And then he's passed away, and all of this comes out. And so the sense of betrayal for anyone who adored him, read his books, went to his events, learned from him, came to faith because of something they heard him share, the, the level of betrayal for some people must feel so great. And what do they do with that? Yes. And to remember that this isn't the first person and this isn't the first male and there's been females, there's been people alike who have held really high influential roles in the Christian faith who have fallen. And so what do people do with that? Mm -hmm. Right. And I know for me, I always ask the question of, is it because they have such a huge platform and so much influence that there's just so many eyes on them? We see it. And this kind of thing happens all the time, but we just don't see it because their platform is smaller. Their influence is so small. There's fewer eyes watching and noticing. Um, so who knows, right, the level of um, of sin, honestly, that, that exists among Christian leaders. None of us are without sin, but it does feel greater. It does feel heavier. Yeah, I, I would agree with you on that. And as I've walked with uh, some of the girls that I've been leading on campus and in, mini- in the ministry I work with, They've asked, like, well, how do I hold this? Like, what do I do with this? And I don't have a clear answer. I don't have the A plus B equals C. But here's what I have been telling people. I think it is right to validate the betrayal. It's right to feel hurt. Uh, You have every right to feel angry and confused, especially the confusion of how could this be? And then also to not only validate that, but also just to, like, kind of piece through, like, um, he's not all bad. He's not all good. Someone who falls with such power is not all bad and not all good. Like we are still fallible. Like we are human. We're in the flesh. And were, were there things that were unaddressed in his story and in his journey that he didn't have the ability to invite somebody in? Sure. We won't know those answers. And unfortunately, what grieves me is that he's no longer on this earth. And so what does justice look like for this? And we don't, I don't have an answer and I don't know, we don't have answers here, mm-hmm. but we can believe and not to put a band aid on it, but God knew, God knows, and God will hold this. God mm-hmm. will, um, will, will hold the justice here, mm-hmm. whatever that looks like according to his plan. Mm-hmm. But it is valid to feel what you're feeling and to honor, like, what have you learned from Ravi? What have you learned from these other Christian influential leaders that doesn't make that negative or wrong because there's still truth in those things. Mm -hmm. But also to honor, yeah, his actions weren't okay, aren't okay, and inappropriate and have hurt many people. And that's some of the things we don't think about is our actions and how the echo of the impact, both positive and the echo of impact when there's a fall. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think about just the, the time period in which we're recording this right now. The Boulder shooting has just occurred. Ten more people have died because of gun violence and lack of gun control. Last week, the Atlanta shooting, six people killed um, because of the same thing. And so there's an immediate response for those who want more gun control, right? It is time. And we've been here before. And 
And there will be conversations. There will be discussion. Maybe one day there will actually be action. There's my bias. But there's a response. And my hope is that in the same way, there would be a response within the church to a greater um, a greater accountability to our leaders and a greater uh, like carte blanche, we are going to listen and believe women first, and we'll investigate second. I mean, I think about even the situation, Robbie Zacharias' ministry denied it in September, and then investigated and then came out with, with evidence. What would it have looked like if they had first and foremost believed and then investigated? What would that do for women who have been perpetrated against and experienced harm to begin to feel a little bit more confident in coming forward with their story? Yeah, yeah, I, it hits pretty close to home um, in what you just said, in that I have had my own experience of uh, going to get a massage for care and seeking care um, in a really good way and then being sexually assaulted by a man at this massage place telling the owner, filing a report, and not being believed, Hmm. and no justice happening. And so the response of wanting justice, like I feel that deeply (laughs) in my story, in my body, in my bones, of like what what will be the response, and will it really, will it bring justice, will it bring, um, justice is the best word I can come up Mm -hmm. with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think about, too, our, our friends, uh, Tracy Johnson and Christy Bauman, just starting a new podcast called Womaneering. And their latest episode, they, they actually have Christy's husband, Andrew Bauman, join them, and they're talking about sexual health in the church. And the result of, of just the, the evangelical church dealing with the entire topic of sexuality in a suppression and oppression sort of way. And what has happened is that it's blowing out sideways. Christy or Andrew said that, and I was so impacted by that statement. Like, that is what we're seeing. That is what is happening with the Bill Hybels and the Ravi Zacharias's and these stories of not being able to openly discuss sexuality or needs or, or any of whatever that entire category, and we're seeing it just blow out sideways. Mm-hmm. It's like we can't talk about part of our humanity, our humanness of what makes us, like you said, needs. We have needs, and those are good, and they're not meant to be suppressed at mm-hmm. all. And mm-hmm. so that's what I'm hearing. Yeah. Well, I think it's just what what has happened in this particular situation is born out of shame. Mm-hmm. And how do we begin to dismantle shame in the church? Yes. I feel like that's the big question here. That's a great question. <laughs> and I don't have a clear answer, but... I'm committed to walking with people to get that answer mm-hmm. and to come alongside of people until that answer comes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think just in light of walking with others, whether it's young women like you walk with who are just reeling from this news, or whether it's a leader in a church who has just come forward with a struggle, like whomever we're walking alongside of, to, to remember shame is at work. Shame is present. Shame is all about suppressing life, suppressing truth, suppressing stories um, from the past, suppressing desire. And so how do we walk alongside people with that in mind, that our goal is to remove the shame and bring forth those things, bring those into the light? And what sort of healing, what sort of like new way forward might we start to see? 
Mm -hmm. Yeah. The one thing that I think to respond is like one of the things Chris has said is kindness. Kindness is so disruptive to Mm. shame and kindness can bring about healing and it's the kindness of God that leads us to repentance. And so that's one thing that I know to, to address myself with kindness when there's contempt and to bring kindness to spaces and places where people are judging themselves. And it's very disruptive. Mm-hmm. Yes. Could, could we be a culture that moves more towards kindness and that's our response rather than the condemnation? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're just going to leave listeners with those big, huge, heavy thoughts today. No tidy answers, but... Thanks for bringing that question to us. Thanks, Beth. The Walking With Podcast is a product of ReStory Labs, the digital laboratory of Restoration Counseling Center. And did you know under ReStory Labs, we host another podcast called Thrive Marriage. If you or someone you know is married, subscribe to Thrive to hear professional and personal stories on topics relevant to couples who want more for their relationship. You can learn more about us on our website in the show notes, and we'll see you same time, same place next week.